This episode is brought to you by USAA Insurance. USAA Homeowners Insurance not only helps you cover your home, it also helps you cover your budget, lower your premium in a number of ways, like saving up to 10% when you bundle home and auto insurance, saving up to 15% if you've been claims-free for five years, regardless of your previous insurance provider, and scoring even more deals and discounts on things like home security, moving, and storage with the USAA Perks Program. Tap the banner or visit usaa.com homeowners to learn more and get a quote. Restrictions apply. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Hey, this is DeAndre Hopkins, wide receiver for the Arizona Cardinals, and you're listening to the Fantasy Footballers Podcast. Welcome to the Fantasy Footballers Podcast with your hosts, Andy Holloway, Jason Moore, and Mike Wright. Oh, welcome in. Tuesday, October 18th, a waiver show. Andy, Mike, and Jason, the fantasy footballers, back with you. We watched some football last night, and, uh, well, the trend continues. It was really weird. We are sitting on 110 fewer touchdowns than in 2020. Wow. And close to 100 fewer touchdowns than last year. So we, uh, we're we watching the kickers kick. I mean, heck of, heck of a performance by Hopkins. It was. He was in pain. <laughs> he, was, he was definitely in pain. Or he just wanted to look like the toughest man out there. I think that's what it was, Mike. I think he oh, he Paul was in Pierce the style. He was I, in the locker room thinking, "How can I? How can I become the star of this show?" Just saying, like he was kicking it with velocity, very accurately, and then would fall down. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, if I were a kicker in a primetime game, I, I might try and do the same thing. I will say this: I would 100 percent <laughs> do that. I would want no NFL player would do that, but I would absolutely yeah. do that. Uh, I'm we, a true hero. Ah, my hamstring! <laughs> I'll fight through it. Put me in, coach. I can I'm, look. I can really kick this ball. Don't worry. Most guys would not kick That's that right, ball. Of course. Uh, we have waivers today. Would. Welcoming some people to the fold. <laughs> quarterback streamers. Uh, a reminder. I think we have the giveaway still going. Is that right, Brooksy? Oh yeah. Footclangiveaway.com. Assigned Waddle, Hertz, and DJ Moore jersey. A virtual studio tour. Check it out at FootClanGiveaway.com. It's free to enter. Get in there. Yeah. yeah. Then you can, uh, you know, check out Deucer's Alley, which is a, you know, 
We'll, we'll get the smells riff. bad back there. We'll we get the riff off out. Sign a riff riff You have to sign a waiver, obviously, for that yeah, tour. An, an NDA. Uh, Twitter at the FF Ballers. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Thank you for reviewing it. Thank you for supporting us throughout the year as we try to get you that hash, hashtag for clan title. That's right. We got championships on the way. It doesn't matter if there are fewer fantasy points being scored this year. That just means your opponent has fewer fantasy points to score. I scored fewer than Mike, that's for sure. You uh, did. We had Justin Herbert, who was boosted to plus 100 on a... Uh, Say, are you are you feeling as good as DraftKings this morning? No, no. <laughs> I He had thrown a touchdown pass, at least one, in 26 consecutive games before last night. It goes back to his rookie year when he hadn't thrown at least one. He attempted 57 passes, they, completed 37 of them, they looked, in at least in the first half, essentially like fully stoppable and yet unstoppable. I mean, they they I don't know how many third downs they picked up. It was all short stuff. It was at least in in the first half where I was like really paying attention to this. It was hilarious. Of everything was a short pass. The Broncos kept blitzing, but it's like you're. Your blitz is completely meaningless if we just keep dumping it down five yards uh, on the field and we keep getting these first downs, but it it never turned into points. Well, that's been the Broncos all year. I mean, they just don't well, I was give up. About the oh, they don't right. they don't give up touchdowns. They, I mean, one, well, one <laughs> passing touchdown on the year. It's the Broncos on both sides of the ball. So I see your confusion, Mike. Yes, they do not <laughs> give up touchdowns and they do not score touchdowns. They are like. The Broncos hate touchdowns. It's really one of their least favorite things. I, I will be honest with you. I thought maybe when that game started the way that it did, 10 for 10, Russell Wilson, maybe it was over. Maybe the fears, yeah. uh, all of the, the, the financial investment, all of the question marks, I thought maybe it was over. It was not close to over. He ended up going 5 for 18, I think, on the remainder of the game. Yeah, we had uh, Warren Sharp tweeted out, the number two highest paid quarterback in the NFL in the final 37 minutes, three completions at 1.4 yards per attempt, three sacks. That was the second half plus overtime. And F 15 yards. 15 yards. Three completions for 15 yards what? in second half and overtime combined. Cortland Sutton, two for 14. Jerry Judy was three for 54. Uh, if you want a silver lining on the offensive side, yeah. Greg Dulcich. Greg Dulcich, who I find delightful. Dude, he's great. He is great. Um, looks very good. Almost had another one. Uh, two for 44 and a touchdown. I I think the story – I mean, there's going to be a scapegoat that's not Russell Wilson at some point for the Broncos offense, and it will be Nathaniel Hackett. He is likely – going to be the one let go at the end of this year if this offense doesn't figure it out it is inept the play calling is inept um the play design you know russ is running for his life yeah but you know now he's got a hamstring last week it was yeah. a shoulder now it's a hamstring uh if i played like that i would have pulled something Oh, yes, for sure. Latavius Murray ends up being the main back. This is one of the worst storylines of the what? entire game. We were hoping that there was a an injury that yeah. caused the problem. Well, because he was questionable. Yeah, already. he's been on the injury report, and that didn't stop him any of the other games, but maybe it came to fruition of the, the injury just got too much in this game. But Melvin Gordon himself came out and said, like, 
I'm fine. Yeah, he was fine. He, I could have helped, he said. He, he could have. He could have helped. You can run on the Chargers. They needed points. They needed He's not – I mean, this is, what, this is what my fear was. And, yeah. and I thought I was an idiot to go Eno Benjamin over Melvin Gordon after what Eno did. Melvin, three for eight. And Latavius Murray took his lunch money. The guy who – Off the street. The, the guy, Latavius Murray off the street took the job of a player who kept stealing work from Javante Williams when Williams back – when he was actually healthy. I mean, like, what is – it is a what dis is going it on? is a dysfunction uh extravaganza in Denver right now and, and they that, finally paid for it. They almost won the game yeah. anyways. Yeah, they but, almost did. Cuz their defense is awesome. I would be so angry if I was a defensive <laughs> player for the Broncos. You just took a great Chargers offense and didn't give up 20 points. And you can't It's like the Cardinals. The Cardinals yeah. offense can't move the ball, the Denver offense can't move the ball. And honestly, on the, on the other side right now without uh, Keenan Allen, Justin Herbert is not a prolific fantasy quarterback. You know, last year you had a lot of uh, explosive games. The first two games this year looked good. The last three have not. Austin Eckler has to catch 10 passes. That's too many. That's too many for the game to be going the way you want it to go. Uh, Patrick Sertan shut down Mike Williams, two for 17. And Josh Palmer, again, 12 targets, nine catches, but for 57 yards. I mean, well, this was just dinks and dunks and and a, a, skunks. You also had 150 plus yard, uh, penalty yards from the Denver Broncos. Uh, yeah, it was a gross. That was the uh, I, don't, I can't remember his name, but that rookie who just just pi after pi after pi. It was uh, it was pu. Yes, yeah. but I'm saying like a, a lot of the the Herbert yards are just they're they're negated and, and they're turned into to pi yards. Yeah, they really need Keenan Allen back. He will return at some point, and I think that will help um, Herbert quite a bit. I have one final thing to say because you brought up how the 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 Broncos are very similar to the Cardinals, not giving up a lot of points and still not being able to score, doing nothing on offense. Uh, it, it does look like December eighteenth. We are going to get the Denver Broncos oh, versus no. the Arizona Cardinals. I will take the under. If it's at ten points, the immovable object versus the, the immovable object. Yes. <laughs> well, let's watch these two rocks <laughs> stare at each other. I can't wait for it to be fifty-six to fifty-one or something. All right, let's talk news. News and notes from around the league, presented by USAA Insurance. Well, we do have some news. Yeah. The Chiefs restructured Travis Kelsey's contract, uh, spinning up a thousand rumors for uh -huh. potential trades. Well, well, well. Who yeah. are you trying to acquire? The world wants them to acquire DJ Moore uh, at wide receiver, which they could definitely use. Uh, they also want them to acquire Christian McCaffrey. How they would do that? The uh, My buddy, uh, who's a diehard Chiefs fan, he thinks is more than likely an edge rusher. Which is boo. not, yeah, no, I, I said boo. I said, how dare you? How dare you put that in the world? I, we all want it to be a wide receiver or specifically DJ Moore, but they're they're going to do something. So that's that's the big takeaway as we get to sit back and wait for some sweet news. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals' Hollywood Brown expected to miss six weeks with a foot fracture. It was initially reported as season ending. Now they're saying it will not require surgery. Um, it, it it's good news at least for you know your dynasty outlook that he doesn't have a sure. second list Frank surgery. You know 
can you play him in seven weeks from now? No. Uh, risky business. I mean, you, you there is the chance that he's relevant at some point for a game or two, but yeah, week twelve would be the earliest based on that timeline. They have a week thirteen bye week, so I would doubt they would bring him back right before the bye. You're probably looking at week fourteen. That is the final week yeah. before fantasy playoffs. He is someone that if you don't have an IR, I would probably try to trade to someone who wants to stash him. I I don't. I'm not looking forward to benching him now. If your record is phenomenal and you look bound for the playoffs, maybe you hold on to him. Obviously, you hold on to him if you've got an IR spot. But it's uh it's bad news for a lot of people for Marquise Brown for. Kyler in the hope that you finally got to see this Arizona Cardinals don't, offense at full strength. Don't worry. Oh, that's don't worry. true. We've they got, fixed it. We got it fixed. <laughs> Robbie Anderson. Right. No, they didn't sign him off of waivers where he was sure to be. They traded a couple of picks to get not one, but two. Yeah, although I loved the comment on Twitter where they said he got traded for a 10th grader because it's 2024, 2025 picks, I believe. Oh, there's two blings. I forgot. Uh, so the Cardinals attempt to <laughs> fix the situation. Look, you go from just Hollywood to DeAndre Hopkins and Robbie Anderson, and their offense already stunk. So, um, yeah, we may see Robbie Anderson and Hopkins on Thursday night football in primetime. Sweet. Yeah, that'll go well. Sweet. Randall Cobb, two to four weeks, high ankle sprain. I can't believe that. After the way. That it wasn't broken? Yeah, it was the way the injury looked, the way he was carted off, the towel on the head. So, I mean, that's great news for Cobb. But uh, two weeks, is that's got to be up. Yeah, he'll he'll probably miss the next month, which when we're talking waivers, you're Christian Watson, yep. uh, Robert Tunyon. Those are really good options now. Steve Wilkes says uh, the hope is to designate Sam Darnold to return. Not uh, sure if he'll be ready to play yet. Let's go. Because he hasn't seen him. Wilkes says he hasn't seen him, so he doesn't know if he's ready. Yeah. Um, You'd think they'd follow that closer they, as the they team. They probably should. Also, we re I, I need Sam Darnold to, <laughs> to be coming back to this team. Uh, my Christian McCaffrey, my sweet, sweet CMC here with Jacob Eason. Not feeling very good. Thursday night, breakdown on tomorrow's show. We got initial practice reports from the Cardinals and Saints. The good news for the Saints is that Olave was not even listed on the report. Uh, so he should be playing on Thursday. Michael Thomas didn't practice. Jarvis Landry didn't practice. Adam Troutman didn't practice. So we'll see if Taysom Hill gets featured on Thursday against the Cardinals. No James Conner practicing, Daryl Williams not practicing, and Eno Benjamin now. Conner's still day-to-day, -day, though. Limited. Yeah. Don't forget that. Yeah. That's what, that's what, that's what Cliff If the King NFL says. has taught me anything, it's that day-to-day -day can last for weeks. <laughs> Fun fact, Sam oh. Darnold is making $18 million this year. Oh. So Good that's, for you, Sam. Yeah. It's a lot. Get, uh, him and Matt money. Rule getting a lot of money to sit on their keisters. Uh, that was today's news and notes presented by USAA Insurance. Learn more at usaa.com slash insurance. Welcome to The Fold, presented by Samsung Galaxy. Well, we got our introduction to the bye weeks last week, and this week it's more painful because oh, the yeah. Bills 
The Rams, the Vikings, the Eagles, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, no No Cooper Cup this week, no Jefferson. I mean, you you, look at Diggs, Jefferson, Cup, A.J. Brown. Yeah, that's wild. Higby, Goddard, two of the starting tight ends, and then Josh Allen, Hurts, two of the three best quarterbacks in fantasy. This is is a brutal week. So uh, we'll dive into the – Waiver wire, see what wide receivers we're welcoming to the fold. A reminder, on the website, thefantasyfootballers.com, if you go to the rankings tab, there is a new waiver wire rankings page that helps you get organized with your waiver claims, whether you're in a fab league or you have a waiver priority league. That is a resource you can use. We are always adjusting it, like when, you know, Latavius Murray decides to be the feature back on a team he just joined over the guy that was, like Mike said, had a big role the last couple of years, got on the wrong side of Nathaniel Hackett for some reason. But let's start with the wide receiver position. Uh, Where are you guys at? Is Wandale at the tippy top of your list? Wandale Robinson, wide receiver for the Giants. He is for me as if you're talking about someone that you don't necessarily have to start this week. If you have to start him, I think there are better options this week. But Wandale is my number one name. And the reason why is because the opportunity going forward for him to be the number one wide receiver for this offense seems legitimate. You have to go back in time and remember he opened the season as a starter, as a rookie. Mm-hmm. Week 1 in in training camp, like he had already won the role with Brian Dayball and he comes out week 1 and gets injured. This was his first time back. He only played I think like 34% of snaps was not a was not fully integrated into their packages and yet while he was on the field, he was targeted he had uh, 23% of the snaps. Okay, even even fewer. And the thing is, is is he was really good whenever you, you saw him. He scored a touchdown. He didn't do a ton, but enough to where it was like, oh, Wandale's active. Wandale's back. He's healthy. Kadarius Toney, he is now, he's, he's torn seven hamstrings this season. Yes. And so I don't believe Kadarius Toney will be back anytime soon. He isn't the guy that this regime picked. He's been in the doghouse for everybody he's played for. Wandale was their hand-selected guy, and all he's got to beat out is, you know, uh, Richie James, who he beat out in preseason, to have an opportunity to be the number one target in this offense. So going forward, he is my number one pickup if I'm looking for a rest-of-season hopeful number one. Now, why wouldn't you just play him against Jacksonville this week oh, I compared would. to the other options? I would, but what I, when I said that he wouldn't be my number one if I had to start him this week, it's because of Alec Pierce. So you would Alec Pierce is your number one. Alec Pierce against Tennessee, they're thirty first in schedule adjusted against wide receivers. They are, you know, Alec Pierce he's has been a big well. play guy. He's playing yeah. well. He's he's already more established than Wandale. Honestly, the, like wide receiver, it's a great week for wide receivers, and all you got to do is just look for the rookie wide receivers and then scoop them all up. Which includes uh, Jamison Williams as a stash, yep. Still Christian term. Watson as a, uh, I think, a, a desperate dart throw with the hamstring and his lack of involvement down the field. They seem to run. He's like the end-around guy yeah. right now. But um, Tyquan Thornton had two touchdowns and looks like he's getting more involved. That one's tough for, like, 
multiple reasons. One, they're already talking about, oh, do you have a quarterback controversy in New England? Oh, get out With of here. Zappy versus Mac Jones. Two, Stop Jacoby it. and Devontae Parker seem to be val just as valuable as Tyquan Thornton. And I don't know if Thornton is the physical specimen that is going to dominate targets at some point in the near term, although he is very fast. He's crazy he fast. Sub four three. This he, guy was the fastest, right, at the combine this year? Yes. I think that is correct. He only played fifty seven percent of the snaps, got five targets, three carries. So they're I, blowing people out of the water right he's now. He's very interesting. And, I I believe. And he's getting manufactured touches. I believe yeah. he had a rushing touchdown two weeks ago as well. When you do an end around with a guy no, who just is this week. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, when when you do an end around with a guy who is sub four three, yeah. it's a different level of speed. It's kind of like that Tyree kill speed where you, defenders just can't catch you. And so so would you look at Rondale Moore as a start this week? Yeah, Rondale Moore. He's still he's at the top of my list. He is rostered in more than half of leagues, but he's just he's very involved. He's not. Uh, like I don't mind if you're if you want to go with the long term approach of Wandale Alec Pierce of going for ceiling because by the end of the season those guys could turn into something special. They ha I think they have that ability and that opportunity. But Rondale, it, since he moved into the slot, you know against Philadelphia two weeks ago, eight targets. This past week against Seattle, ten targets. It didn't turn into a lot, six for forty nine. But he's going to be involved, and uh, now that you have. Hollywood out like when when they go into a two wide receiver set it's probably Hopkins and Rondale Moore and then when they go to three Robbie Anderson slash AJ Green and then Rondale Moore will be back in the slot so he's he to me is a is safe if you really really need some points right now did you guys see Cliff Kingsbury said he's open to giving up play calling yeah he said whatever helps I'm, I'm open to anything that will help us win so why aren't you stepping away? <laughs> That's my question. If you're really open to anything that will help the Cardinals win, leave the team. Graciously bow out, leave the team, and say, "I want us to win." And so I'm going to step aside and let them hire a head, an NFL head coach. <laughs> uh, Robbie Anderson, are you interested? That was actually for Cliff leaving. The no, team. that was for Robbie. Oh you, yeah, you know Robbie. Robbie. I'm, wow, I'm, this guy loves Robbie. I'm, I'm, I am actually. I'm in. I'm 100 percent on picking him up. And seeing what happens, the Cardinals need wide receivers. AJ Green is not the answer, and Hollywood is out. They gave up two picks to get him. So, like, as in, they knew they needed help. Robbie Anderson was going to hit the waiver wire. Like he was, that was going to happen. It was done after the explosion in Carolina, but they didn't want to risk not getting him, so they prioritized trading away two future picks for Robbie Anderson. So he is going to play. He's still tall. He still has speed. Maybe there's something there. Yeah, I, I, he's going to slot into the Hollywood Brown role, which ironically is going to be not what Hollywood Brown was playing. Hollywood Brown was kind of playing the DeAndre Hopkins, yep. stay on the left side of the, the, the field, run the route bush. But this means with Hopkins there, you should be able to open up deep targets for Robbie Anderson. We don't know if anything for the Cardinals is going to work. Kyler's deep ball, any passes over 10 yards have been atrocious so far this season. But it is worth a pickup because last year, Kyler was one of the best deep ball throwers in the league. That was with DeAndre Hopkins on the field. So DeAndre Hopkins coming back, Robbie Anderson taking the you know the top off the defense, you very well could have some good games ahead for Robbie. I am fine picking him up, putting him on a very low waiver claim, a very cheap fad bid, yep. and just waiting and seeing what you have with the Hopkins uh, offense. The 
matchup this week for Brandon Ayuk is very good. It's Kansas City. They're going to need to throw the ball a lot. Uh, schedule adjusted against quarterbacks at 31st, so Jimmy G is going to have an opportunity. He had 11 targets. It was 8 for 83, two touchdowns. Um, do you have any interest in chasing what Brandon Ayuk did this past week? I do have a little bit of interest. I think that you could do worse than grabbing him if you need a start because what we saw when they were down to when the when the 49ers were down to the Falcons, they really did turn into a like we've got a pass to catch up team. You don't expect them to just be dominating the Kansas City Chiefs. You think that the Chiefs are going to be able to score on them. I know they've got a good defense, but if that happens again, if the Chiefs can somehow do what the Atlanta Falcons did and get up on the 49ers, I think you're you're going to have a team throwing the ball a lot, and Brandon Ayuk does match up very well against the Chiefs. They have a very favorable schedule moving forward uh, as well for the wide receiver would position. You, you're probably would you drop DJ Moore for him? Who? Uh, yeah, the, the the hard part for DJ Moore is just that that small, yeah. small glimmer of hope that he would be traded to Kansas City. Uh, I would say for Ayuk, more than likely, you yeah. would have to trade for him. Like there's. A, it's just a small, tiny bit of leaks where he's actually on the wire. It is so funny. DJ Moore should be punted off the bridge. He is a worthless commodity as a Panther. But, man, if you throw him oh, off the bridge and then he gets traded, you're like, oh, no, there was gold. There was gold in the yeah. pants I just threw in the dump. I forgot to take the gold out of my pockets. The old uh, the, the Bitcoin. Yeah, the drive. Bitcoin in the in the city. <laughs> which, is, which is funny because the idea of him getting traded and somehow acclimated and somehow good on a new oh, team. impossible. Not well, going to happen. But we can dream. Jets wide receivers. Will you cut them all? Would you hang on to Garrett I, Wilson? I'd still hold on to Garrett Wilson, but Elijah Moore can hit the wire. Curtis what? Samuel, Jahan Dotson. I'm 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 gonna hold those guys. Or as many said, Curtis Samuel. Ooh, that's not bad. Uh, I'm gonna hold on to them as Carson Wentz, who I've disliked for many many years. He's <laughs> he's out. He was playing hurt. So now, if anything, you have, in my opinion, close to a lateral move at the quarterback position, but a guy who's actually currently healthy. Okay, and then uh, yeah, I, I guess that makes sense. Looks like we didn't mention the uh, Heineke should be the starter for Washington. Correct. Yeah, because yeah, uh, uh, Carson Wentz will miss a bunch of time with the uh, the busted hand. All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back with some running back waiver pickups. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Some things may seem small at the time, but when you keep them inside, when you keep everything bottled up, you leave those emotions to fester, and they can have some serious negative consequences. I know when I was younger, you know, you don't want to always say what's on your mind. You don't want to be seen as ungrateful or insensitive or whatever, but sometimes you bottle those things up too long, and they develop into real problems. Talking things out, working through what's weighing you down, it is more helpful than you realize. And if you want a safe space for that conversation, I recommend therapy. I've had therapy. I've had practical, personal advances through therapy, whether I'm learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries personally, how to make better habits in my life. There's a lot of benefit, and you can give BetterHelp a try if you've been thinking of starting therapy. It's entirely online. It's convenient and flexible. It's also easy to get started. You just fill out one brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash footballers to get 10% off your first month. 
That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash footballers. This episode is brought to you by USAA Insurance. When you're a homeowner in the military community, peace of mind is priority. And USAA Homeowners Insurance is the award-winning service to give you just that. If you have to file a claim, the process is transparent and easy. You can do it all right in the USAA app, and replacement cost coverage comes standard. That means damaged items are repaired or replaced, even if they cost more today than they did when you bought them, which could put your wallet at ease to tap the banner or visit USAA.com slash homeowners. To learn more and get a quote, restrictions apply. All right, who are we welcoming into the fold at the running back position this week, Jason? It's the old man. I, the, I guess. Is it's, it the old man? I The old man? Old man I think plural. we're talking about Kenyon Drake and Latavius Murray. Oh, I as, thought Fred Jackson was coming back. I, I wish. <laughs> the depth chart assassin. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> right now you have two... Elder Statesman. Say who, the names again because I might have talked over them. Kenyon Drake, running back for the Baltimore Ravens, and Latavius Murray, running back for the Denver Broncos. These are two f great fantasy assets over the last decade who have quietly left relevance and now find themselves in a situation where they could be back. Both of them have really good matchups this week. To me, if I had to pick one of them for a start, yeah, I got bye weeks, I've got injuries. Eileen Kenyon Drake, just because we don't know the situation with Melvin Gordon. If, if if next week comes out Melvin Gordon's a starter, that wouldn't shock me. We just don't know how that's going to work. Kenyon Drake is dealing with J.K. Dobbins in a rotation, and J.K. Dobbins' knee is acting up. It it according to John Harbaugh, it locked up mid-game, and so he that didn't really play. Bad, yeah, it, tightened up, tightened up. Uh, sure, that not locked up. Okay. Okay. I That's thought Jason had seen something new because I'd heard the tightened up, but locked yeah. up is locked up sounds much worse. It just tightened up, <laughs> like the the key turned a little, but it wasn't fully locked. Um, <laughs> the point here is, you know, you've got a, a a player dealing with this knee injury that has, you know, you need rest and recovery to make it better. Um, the matchup against Cleveland. I mean, Cleveland has given up multiple rushing touchdowns, like it's candy on halloween to to running backs and so good the, current reference the match yeah i mean it's october baby so i i think Kenyon drake is actually someone you could start this week and end up with 10 plus fantasy points at running back and that's not easy to find on the waiver i think i'd personally i think i'm still more inclined to pick up eno and play him sure. than if i am Kenyon there, drake sure. against the saints yeah at home against the saints with all the work Mike mentioned Gus Edwards is ready to come back. Now, I, a lot of it depends on – I mean, this is a tough gamble, right? Because you have to spend a lot of fab or at least a decent amount to pick up Kenyon Drake. You know, last week it was Deion Jackson, the last-minute ad, right? He, he cost about 15 fab in our league. Kenyon Drake's probably going to cost you that, yeah. if not a little bit more, after what he did last week. And I know the matchup's great, but I don't know if Dobbins is playing – and healthy, and I don't know if Gus is playing in healthy right now. And Justice Hill, too. And Justice Hill. So you have to make a kind of a decision here where it's, you know, you could pay for him and not get it. You know, not get the Kenyon Drake you're paying for. Yeah. I, That's it, where I'm nervous. I'm super nervous about Kenyon Drake of, is is he truly the guy? So, uh, But I'm also nervous on Latavius Murray. You know, like, it's a disaster in Denver. That was a whole mess. We could get news later on today that the coaching staff said we felt Melvin Gordon wasn't good to go. Our medical staff said we 
we needed to hold Melvin Gordon out or his injury could oh, get but worse. But they already came out and said specifically it had nothing to do with that. They they already came out and said no injury. He they, was benched. I'm just saying that they they could they could change their tune. And I I'm just saying I don't know. Like I think that both of these guys are a trap in terms of do not I wouldn't burn my priority for either of those two guys. I wouldn't pay a huge amount of my fab to get them. I, those I'm in on I Latavius. Are you? Yeah, because he's looked good. I mean, he looked good in New Orleans. He looked good last night relative to what was going on on the offensive side of the football. 15 for 66 is not bad. He looked fine, and yeah. they don't believe in Melvin Gordon. Apparently. You know, we already saw this the first time they missed uh, J uh, Javante. We saw a lot of Mike Boone, and we saw Gordon struggle, and then we've seen Gordon fumble. Like, he was in the doghouse before last night. I, I just don't yeah. have the faith. I, like I, Latavius could be the starter for the Broncos for the rest of the year. That could actually yeah, happen. It could. That will not happen with Kenyon Drake or Eno. So I guess I'm going to reorder that. Okay. Latavius at the top? Yeah, I'd go Latavius, and then I would go Eno, uh, and then I'd go. But does your confidence let you spend the 20-plus percent of your fab? If I need a running back, I'm willing to spend up to 20%. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I will – I will echo that the long-term best option is Latavius Murray. I have such a difficult time thinking that he's just going to make Melvin Gordon benched the rest of the season, though. I think it'll end up being a timeshare. It's funny. Latavius is two starts this year, 19 and 26 at the running back position. Um he was 26th? Yeah, he was 26th wow, with Ryan. last night's performance. For 15 for 66? Yeah, I mean, he's, he was 4.4 carry last night. He was no, 5.2 his first game. I'm just, I'm, I'm not talking about that metric. I'm saying that amount of fantasy points was a top 26 yeah, running back. He did not score seven fantasy points in half PPR. That's what's yeah, that's going on with fantasy football. Melvin, my, Melvin Gordon could legitimately be toast. He could. He could be done. He's 3.7 this year on the ground. Um, if you spent up on him, you're, you're at least biting your nails. For sure. Uh, Deion Jackson last week was the uh, late starter for the Colts when we found out that Taylor was not going to play. He caught 10 passes. Uh, it was 12 for 42 and a touchdown on the ground. They play Tennessee. Now, Tennessee, I believe, is the most difficult matchup right now for running backs, which was not what we thought the first time that the Colts played Tennessee, uh, Yeah, I mean, at I least in points against. So the the Tennessee Titans are much better against running backs than the rest of the positions as far as defensively. Right now, schedule adjusted, they're thirteenth. So it's not it's not a brutal matchup. I would say that so there's about fifty percent of leagues that Deion Jackson is still available, and I would certainly you know try to pick him up in case Jonathan Taylor, who you you might not need to spend anything on Deion Jackson if he's out there because people will assume that Jonathan Taylor's coming back. I assume Jonathan Taylor's coming back, but if they keep him out another week... I think people will spend up on Deion Jackson. Really? Not oh, yeah. knowing if he's even going to play? Well, I mean, it's, a, it's the same story as Kenyon Drake. I mean, he had a monster game. Well, you know Kenyon Drake's going to play. Like, if Jonathan Taylor plays, if Jonathan Taylor's active, Deion Jackson is not someone... He'll be started in 0% of leagues. Like, you, you're not going to start Deion Jackson as the backup to an active Jonathan Taylor, whereas Kenyon Drake, you'll start... You know, with if they say, "Oh, Dobbins is good to go," you could still start uh, Drake because his role shouldn't change much. You expect he only him had to be ten in a carries. No, I know you. You expect him to be in a timeshare either way. Is my point? But Deion Jackson, what I mean before before Jonathan Taylor went down, 
what did what was Deion Jackson's well, Deion, high usage mark? Too it was not. I mean, he's had to climb the depth chart, which part partially through injury. But the biggest question for me is: Deion Jackson left the game with a quad injury. Is is Deion Jackson actually healthy? Because uh, if he's healthy, then I'm interested in in picking him up. But uh, underneath those other two players, some stash alert players, by the way. Gus Bus, yes, you could pay attention to him. Kyron Williams, running back for the Rams, yes. I am, I'm less comfortable with him ascending the depth chart just because of their unfortunate acquisition of Malcolm Brown to be involved in that in that package of running backs. Like, there's no world that I see that Kyron is the guy, but it, Mike does see that. Yeah, it's this is definitely a this is a deeper uh, deeper roster. 14 plus player uh, a league that again Kyron Williams week one we were told like right before the game watch out for Kyron he's going to be on the field far more than you expect gets hurt on the first play so it's just in we don't he's not ready to go yet so this is a longer term thing the Rams are on by so you may not have to even prioritize Kyron this week this is just this is a just just planting the uh the worm in your brain that Pay attention to that name. Yeah, and to go back to the Colts for one second, the the pickup that we might be forgetting about is Naeem Hines. Uh, I just looked at the practice report. He was uh, limited on Wednesday, Thursday, full participant Friday. He's in the concussion protocol, so he he very well might be back. If Deion Jackson, he he did leave the game with the, right. with the quad injury. If Jonathan Taylor's not back, it it probably is going to be Naeem Hines, assuming he clears a concussion protocol, which based on his current trajectory. A full participant in practice uh, this last week, he very well might be there ready to go and be the dude. Any other names in terms of a pickup at the running back position you guys want to mention from the list? I mean, this is just we're, – we're almost halfway through the season. This is when you – if you have the bench space, you should be stashing the high upside current backups, you know, of uh, Jalen Warren – is interesting. Joshua Kelly of the Chargers is is interesting. Uh, Samaje P. Ryan, Bengals. P. Ryan, Rashad White. Joshua Kelly. I don't know what happened yesterday. It was it went from last it week. It was a lot of Sony. Yeah, it was so it was Sony was gone and Joshua Kelly was a backup. This week it was reversed. So I I don't know that you could trust okay. either. That's fair. Can we talk about these Christian McCaffrey rumors for sure, a minute? Sure, let's do it. That's fun. Uh, the Rams and 49ers implicated in potential CMC trade, according to. NBC Sports Edge football on Twitter just now. Um, I don't know what implicated means. That sounds like a crime. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they're not going to be trading him. Maybe they're just taking him. I don't know how the Rams get him. They are without a first-round pick. If if Carolina holds to their word of saying, we're not going to move McCaffrey unless you give us a one, which the, the, the Panthers, I don't think, have to fire sale. You can – Keep the team you have, get a get a franchise a potential franchise quarterback next year, and still have like a lot of good players on your team. So, I agree that I I think it should take a lot to get Christian McCaffrey. And but the Forty ers they I think have oh, oh man where are they with their picks too after well, the, the Trey Lance trade? The thing you want if you're the Panthers are two division mates fighting for sure. your running back because Cleveland or sorry the Rams. And the 49ers, they both have massive need at the running back position. Right. Um, Elijah Mitchell is not trustworthy whatsoever in terms of being 
a back you can rely on for a playoff push if you're the 49ers. And the Rams have, you know, they don't have anybody right now that they can trust. So at least from the Panthers' perspective, that seems like a good situation. Um, Buffalo has been reported as a possible team, but uh, at least according to one report, they want to keep their cap outlook clean because they have to re-up a lot of stars on their roster. So spending money on a running back when you're winning and you have a few, probably not going to be the, the place he lands. The NFL trade deadline is November 1st. So yes. Tuesday, November 1st, 4 p.m. Eastern. So we have a couple weeks here, but could be some fireworks. Let's dive into the tight end position and see who you're welcoming to the fold. There are some interesting names based on what happened last week. Let's start with the two uh, players that kind of had their first relevant games of the season. Robert Tunyon, 10 for 90 against the Jets. Dawson Knox, 3 for 37 and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Going into the bye week, right? So you can't start him right away. Would you add? Is Knox somebody that you would stash? I no, mean, no, Knox is not someone I would stash. I know that he's uh, a talented guy on the Bills' offense, but this is his first game of relevance, and he had three targets in the game going into the bye week. Him getting a touchdown in this game doesn't say to me I have to hold him through a bye week for the future. Tunyon, on the other hand, with with Randall Cobb being gone, yeah. 12 targets in this game for Tunyon, he becomes far more interesting, far more reliable. And you know that he always has the touchdown upside. You know, that's where he's made his hay in the past. So Tunyon, to me, would be the the number one tight end pickup uh, over Dawson Knox. I'll be very curious to see what happens with Tunyon this week because he has ping-ponged his relevance at times this year, going from seven targets to two targets. Uh, this was a big week coming back against the um, – the Jets. Oh, man. And so he's interesting. Greg Dulcich, are you interested in big Greg D? I, I am. I mean, Russell Wilson, notwithstanding, but look at the numbers. 41 snaps for Greg Dulcich, 27 routes run. and He's like, humongous. So oh, he's, he's humongous. He's fast. That The catch on the broken coverage, which turned into the touchdown, was, I thought, very smooth for, for a tight end, a rookie tight end to be running – a, a basically a nine route, get the turnaround grab. We've seen that so many times with other tight ends where they catch it, they stumble, they they fall down, they just they don't maintain speed. So it was nice to see that from him. But like I was saying, twenty seven routes run, and that's compared to you know Jerry Judy was at thirty two. So Greg D was a full time player for full time pass catching option for the Broncos in his. First, first game NFL game, so I I, Albert, I, I, yeah. I think you can be interested in Greg Dulcich. And a Albert lot of people o was inactive because of Greg D. Yeah, I mean Albert O was was kind of phased out even beforehand. They, he is not someone to to worry about for Greg Dulcich's value. You're really just worried about the Broncos' offense and whether or not Russell can can get it going. But I mean, when you have a chance to draft Gardner Minshew's father at tight end you take it you just you take it and you you know you put him on your roster you see his press conference apparel a short short after baby. the game yeah no before. before yeah 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 yeah, yeah he yes. says they're called shorts for a reason i love i love it man <laughs> i mean he, he's standing there and he's got uh he, he looks like he belongs he's like billy from uh, stranger things or something his thighs are out man and uh um, totally oh yeah yeah his okay. socks okay. are his socks are all the way up he's wearing the uh he's his own thing man he is it's good. Gardner Minshew's father. Uh, what about Kate Otten? 
Kadon is is actually pretty interesting because uh, you you saw talking about rookie tight ends. There's three. Yeah, Kate Otten, Daniel Bellinger, and Greg Dulcich? What is, are we doing? That is not this is where we are. normal. Stinking um, tight ends, man. <laughs> and and I, I will say this. Because they are rookies, you're not going to be relying on them. And they're, they are not going to come out in the rest of the season, just have 10 targets a game and be a super reliable fantasy asset. Greg but they have, they have opportunities ahead of them uh, in their specific offenses with Kate Otten. He's the rookie uh, tight end for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You had Cameron Brait go down to a concussion, a really severe-looking concussion that is a multiple uh, concussion problem for him. So he's going to be out for an extended period of time. Kate Otten, uh, in his last opportunity without uh, without Cameron Brait, I believe had seven targets, was very involved in the offense. And this is an offense you want a piece of personally. Like Hunter Henry is someone I would be more confident in over the rookies. The rookies are exciting because of the unknown. But Hunter Henry's got a career of being good. He had a bunch of targets with Zappy. He was good last year with Johnny Smith had a fifty-something yard play in that game. Johnny Smith, I think, was like three. Uh, what he barely played. Uh, I agree. Obviously, I mean, I'm not debating. You agree with what happened? I'm not debating that. <laughs> you he agree had that he a, did that? I'm not debating that he I had a catch. I did not see it. <laughs> so therefore, no. I'm just making the point. He played. He he yeah. wasn't. Out, he was out for the previous games. It can. It's a high risk, high reward with all of these guys. Obviously, yes. So, just mentioning he's back out there. No, which it is good to know he was back out there because two weeks ago he was missing, and Hunter Henry had a pretty uh, decent, decent metrics behind the scenes. This game, Johnu was back, and Johnu was in for forty three percent of snaps, two targets. Hunter Henry was much more involved. I mean, he basically was a full time player, ninety seven percent of snaps, seven targets. And he got the touchdown. Yep. And then if you're like if one of your if your starting tight end is on bye this week, the smash, glass, Evan Ingram, he will always be there for you to get you a few points. Would you play Dulcich over Ingram though, for the chance of something better? I probably. And okay. I mean, if I'm targeting off the waiver wire, the Greg's chance of becoming something Larger by the end of the year is can't get bigger. Than can't get bigger than Greg D. No, he's a monster. He's a, he's a he's a man's man. Yeah, yeah. Let's dive into what team defenses we're welcoming into the fold for the upcoming week. Who do you want to pick up? Uh, I had stashed the Dolphins in our league of record a week early. Nice taking work. on Pittsburgh. Who right now the report is if Pickett is cleared, he will be the quarterback. I can't imagine, but could be difficult especially taking a chance with their it's, uh with it, a rookie it's it's a rookie it doesn't matter to and, me though i'd still play the dolphins defense yeah but, but here's the bigger part pittsburgh is sunday night everybody will be watching the nfl cannot have a concussion a guy who got a concussion last week at the quarterback position come and have another prime time concussion i don't i think it's very low odds that pick but that plays. doesn't change whether you play the dolphins no right? no 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 okay. not at all i i don't know who i'd rather yeah, have i, was I say, don't know i don't care that's great what you i was get, just laying it out user's choice you, uh, you pick who you want we'll we'll take on trubisky or pick it the patriots if they're out there yep. need to be the number one pickup they play the bears um justin fields is a delight if you are a defense he takes sacks he shouldn't take he throws the ball at the places he shouldn't throw it when he gets the chance to. The only thing that will hurt you is his legs. 
Yeah, I I would love to play the Patriots. I'm also seeing that the Dallas Cowboys are rostered in 62% of leagues. Wow. The Dallas Cowboys should be rostered in 100% of leagues. I agree. They're one of those defenses that is so good that y you hold them through their bye, which is coming in three weeks. In the meantime, the Detroit Lions, Chicago Bears, I would you know play uh, play Dallas no problem. The sneaky start this week. Yeah, it is. Is the J -E -T -S. Jets. J-E-T-S. I mean – you're playing against Russell Wilson. I don't think it's sneaky. <laughs> it's in your face. Yeah. The Broncos offense is bad. And the Jets defense has looked pretty darn good. Yeah. They've they've been scoring for fantasy purposes. They just went to Lambeau and had a good outing. And so You can play both sides of that game. Denver at home, their defense has sure. been outstanding. They don't give up passing touchdowns. Brees could be a problem. I would much rather have the Denver Broncos defense. If both of them are available fire up the Broncos because I know the Jets they're on a hot streak they're looking great Brees is unstoppable but you still have Zach Wilson that's going to be throwing the ball probably to some Broncos all right that was welcome to the fold presented by Samsung Galaxy with Galaxy Z Fold 4 unfold an immersive screen to watch games in full detail and maximize your viewing experience on the go visit samsung.com to learn more Full stream ahead. Look, Mike is a wild man. Yeah. He's I, a wild man. I told him not to do it. We're, I, going, we're going for it today, fellas. Well, I'm going to save it till the end. Okay. Okay. Just so that our, our segment maintains credibility. I will. Jason, go ahead. I'll hop in here first. I have Jalen Hurts in the League of Record. <laughs> I thought that. <laughs> no, yeah, that's my streaming candidate. I know he's on by, but for a minute, I thought that was your guy. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I have Jalen Hurts. He is on by. Yes. So, personally, I picked up Derek Carr to stream him against Houston. This is who I am rolling with. So, I figure if it's good enough for me, it's good enough for you. The Raiders are seven-point home favorites against the Texans. And Carr's been serviceable. Good for the goose, good for the gander. Isn't yeah. that the phrase? That, yeah. that is a phrase. That is a phrase. What, what, what's a gander? I imagine it's a, group a pack of, of A group of geese. Of geese? Uh, is that right? I'm seeing geese is a gander. Uh, Kyle, Kyle has to know this. So Kyle, I can take a gander at gander. You oh. could gander at a gander. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's, it's like how Kyle has no idea. Pack, He's looking down. A pack of crows is Google is a confused. Just, Google doesn't a, even know what a gander what's is. What's a pack of geese? Yeah, just Google that. Pack of geese. That's got to be a gander, right? It's a gaggle. Oh, it's a gaggle. <laughs> oh, of course a, it is. A gander is a male goose. Oh, so there's a gander and a gaggle. Oh. Presumably, I mean, Wait, it could so all be female. So what's a saying, female goose? I don't know. What's hold on, hold on. Let's let's go back to where the okay. phrase comes from. If it's good enough for the goose, it's good enough for the gander. That means it's good enough for the male goose. Is the goose the the lady goose? Uh, we need some effort. That's from, mother dude. goose. <laughs> mother goose is all female geese all right. are hey, mother goose. If, the deuce, figure out the goose. All right, uh, Derek Carr against Houston. Is Jason's streamer? I'm going with Jimmy G. Uh, taking on Kansas City, you, you, Kansas City is, I believe, the second highest scoring team in the in the league. They're going to get it figured out. San Francisco just came off a defeat uh, of embarrassing proportions, and they're going to need to throw the football. Jimmy G was a streamer last week. Ended up the quarterback nine. Kansas City's allowed 15 passing touchdowns, just intercepted one pass in the last six weeks. So I think Jimmy. Garoppolo is a good start if you are, as I am, benching Josh Allen and, and putting. That's not. 
that's not a nice way to say it. Yeah, yeah. well, I'm, I'm going to bench him because he's not playing, which is on him. Right. So looking at the phrase, man, it's, it is. It's just about equality. What is good for a man is equally good for a woman. That's what good for the goose is good yeah. for the gander means? Yeah, that uh, comes from the early. Because a female goose? comes from the earlier proverb, what's sauce for the goose is sauce for the gander. Oh, oh that makes yeah. total sense. Okay, yeah. got it. Saucy. We figured it if out. If something is good for one person, it should be equally as good for another person. So yes. Jason's starting Derek Carr. That should be equally good for all of the ganders out there. That's right. Take a gander to Derek Carr is what I'm saying. Also, speaking of saucy, Mike, yeah, the what, stage what, is yours. What, what may not be good for your mental health heading into the weekend, but... Turn the music I off. I know. I'm sorry. Because this this is what streaming quarterbacks is. If they are, this player is widely available. We're talking about 90% of sleeper leagues. It should be 100%. Not, not because he's coming off of his bye, but because he's been pretty uh, uh, bad. Pretty, pretty bad. Some serviceable performances. But it is general. Mills of the Houston Texans looking at the stream finder tool. The Raiders are dead last in fantasy points allowed to the quarterback position. If you adjust for schedule, they are dead last. They're, the points they are giving up above expectation to the quarterback position, it is a massive, massive gap between QB1, er, er, uh, the defense against number ones, and QB2. I messed up that saying, but the point is, the gotcha. Raiders are bleeding points to the quarterback position. So if you are in a if you're hurting, your quarterback is on bye, your league stashes all the QB2s. Davis Mills has a shot to come through here for with with a very usable week. He is definitely available for you. And I will say this, while <laughs> this year he has done nothing, there were four games last year where he was a top 10 quarterback. So if you want to try to pick one of the four games or one of the one games this year where he's a <laughs> top ten quarterback, this would be the week. And I I presume he will have a good game for him. The question is just, is a good game for him good enough for fantasy TBD? Mike says it is. Yep. Mike, I hope he's in your DraftKings lineup. Why didn't you go with Matty, Matty Ryan? Uh, well, Supply and Pity City. He, he could, but... The game plan of they're going to throw it 50-plus times was very, to me, very Jonathan Taylor related. And I I think Taylor's This is a be bet back. against the Raiders. This is not necessarily. 100% yeah. it's a bet against the Raiders. Got it. All right. Uh, no more gander talk. Are we done with that? Can we wrap this thing up? Yes. All right. That'll do it. Uh, Kyle never made eye contact with me that entire time. He had no idea what that phrase meant. He didn't meant. gander your direction? No, he didn't. All right, that'll do it. Thank you for listening. We'll be back with another episode tomorrow. Go to thefantasyfootballers.com. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Footballers Podcast. Join our fantasy football community on jointhefoot.com. And follow us on Twitter at the FF Ballers.